0: Welcome to Optimizing Human Potential with some of the top experts in the world of mind, body, and soul. In this show, we'll deal with everything from holistic health and fitness to spiritual growth and consciousness. Here are your hosts, Nicole Cruz and John Kempf. Hello, and welcome to Optimizing Human Potential. Mind, body, and soul. Brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, Super Busy Mommy Coach, helping busy parents achieve high levels of fitness and health, despite being sleep-deprived and interrupted every two minutes. And I'm Eric Cruz.
1: Ooh, that's oh good. God. And I am John Kemp, Functional Strength and Nutrition Coach, using fitness, nutrition, and mindfulness to help people achieve their... Is
0: this on? Yeah, it's on, buddy. (laughs) Did you turn it on? This is our boss, Eric Cruz, right here.
1: (laughs) Production manager.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy. Say hi to the people. Hi. Flex
1: the guns. Flex, 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 Yeah! Oh, there we go.
0: All right, now go play with Yusef. <laughs> go play with Yusef. Go play with Yusef. And- He's a champion
1: <laughs> in the making.
0: Bye bye. <laughs> All right, go, 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 buddy. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> All yes. right. Well, that's you know life of a super busy mommy.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Good to be back in the new year.
1: Yes, yes,
0: 2019. Mhm. Yeah, um I'm sure no one's heard anything about new year's resolutions at this point at all, nothing. Yeah. New <laughs> year new Yeah, new year new. Yeah, that's a good one. I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. I was thinking maybe this would be a great time of year for weight loss. I don't think anyone's ever thought of that before.
1: Yeah, no kidding, especially being the health and fitness coaches, just getting the constant influx of people in the first couple of weeks of January. But I mean, <laughs> that's what we're here for. So it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's totally all good. But, you know, starting the new year, we have this wave of enthusiasm, everyone and their mother. This is going to be the year, new year, new <laughs> you, weight loss. I'm getting into that bikini and all this stuff, yeah. you know. And then here we are. It's, what, two weeks in, not even, and uh, half of them are already done.
1: (laughs) Oh, that job. Oh, those responsibilities that life from 2018 is calling.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. And who wants to eat kale three meals a day?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Guilty.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's all this talk, all this hype. And it's like, you know, this common, it's a common predictable occurrence. Everyone gets hyped up for the new year. And then by February, it's like it never happened. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so let's, let's uh, just uh, to start it off, kind of go over common pitfalls that you see. And then maybe a couple that I'll chime in on what I see. But especially it's a different perspective coming from a parent. Because mm-hmm. you have little tigers running around, <laughs> pulling on you all the time, making you change your schedule. So what are some common pitfalls that you see with your clients?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, there's you know the obvious ones, and for anyone who's new to self-development, you You know, you have to make a plan, you know, smart goals, you know, long term, break it down into smaller steps, benchmarks, figure out what you have to do on a daily basis, those small action steps to get there. Um, But I think a lot of people have heard that before. And so I really want to get into the things I see well-informed people do that can accidentally sabotage them. And I think probably one of the biggest things is not... Taking time to prepare. So, a lot of people, that's it. It's January 1st. I'm not having any sugar. And it's like, okay, so the holidays just came around. Were you spending all of December learning how to prepare new meals that have all healthy ingredients? Were you, you know, cleaning out your kitchen and experimenting with new types of foods to figure out what works for you? Were you? figuring out how long it takes to um, meal prep, all these healthy meals you're going to be taking with you instead of stopping through a drive through, you know, were you seeing how that time's going to work out, you know, were you seeing how long foods will last in your fridge? If you're not used to getting them, maybe you have to go to food shopping more often. If all of a sudden you're getting all these new fresh ingredients. And I think that prep period is just so important because that's when you set yourself up for success and, When people skip that, what usually happens is it doesn't work right off the bat. And then it's easy to get discouraged or think that it's impossible or think that it's not a good fit for you or you can't do it and just go back into what you were doing because you, you conclude that it doesn't work. When in a lot of cases, it was working. That's how it's supposed to work at first. And you just didn't Give it the time and the preparation that it needed to get to the point where it becomes a seamless part of your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think preparation is so huge. I had a football coach in high school, and it he had the five P's, and it stuck with me. I still use it with my clients today. Proper preparation prevents poor performance, and that's just such a key theme, especially when it comes to new habit formation. There's a a good little parable that i also use it's the three days day one you decide to make the change day two the challenge comes and it doesn't have to be in three days sequentially obviously it's just the idea that you're going to have the environment set up to your old patterns your old behaviors and Mm -hmm. if you don't take the time to go in and make changes to your environment you subconsciously or consciously are going to be activating those same systems, those same neuronal networks in your brain that are going to trigger the probability of a future response. So unless you change the environment ahead of time, you're not going to be able to solidify those new patterns. That day two challenge is going to trigger that same habitual response in your brain that makes you want to repeat those old behaviors. And then if you actually break that pattern on day two, and you you stick to your guns, you, you create the change, then day three is the reward. And that's when you have that kind of sequence of events occur where you're like, oh, I can actually subjectively feel through my experience, the difference between yesterday and today, old habits and new habits. And then one of the biggest key points that we'll get into is make note of that, you know, put that down somewhere, just like a scientific experiment at the end of the experiment, they write down the results and form a conclusion. Like this worked, this didn't work, you know? And then you can look back on that later and say, Hey, when I put my tennis shoes next to my bed, when I wake up in the morning, I see those in my environment that stimulates my neuronal network to remind me, oh yeah, I need to go for a walk this morning. And then you put the shoes on, you go for the walk. After the walk, guess what? You feel great. Now you go write that down. I put my shoes on, went for the walk, started the day strong. And then when you stop doing the walk, if you don't put the shoes next to the bed, you can look back in your notes and say, oh wow, that's right. I forgot that I was doing that, which triggered that which made me feel like this. And it's just being able to reflect back on that. For me, a great example that I do personally is I leave a tennis ball or a softball right next to the foot of my bed. So that way, when I go to bed at night, I see, I have to walk over that or I'll trip over it. And I see that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I need to do 10 minutes of soft tissue work to downregulate my nervous system because I know through experience that if I do that, I'll fall asleep quicker, I'll sleep better, and then I'll wake up more recharged and refreshed the next day so I can continue to get after my goals and go through my personal practices, my exercise, my yoga, whatever it is. That beautiful pattern starts by changing your environment, and it all goes back to preparation. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. So Mm -hmm. I love love hitting on that.
0: Yeah, and I absolutely – you need the preparation. And then you also need to expect that even if you've prepared, because you don't have experience doing it in your life, things are still going to go wrong at first. And, you know, I think so, for example, let's say it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's it. I'm working out every day. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go for a run. No excuses. No excuses. And then you do it the first few days, you're pumped. And then all of a sudden there's a downpour and you're like, oh, that sucks. I can't go for a rain today because it's, I can't go for a run because it's raining. I was like, well, well wait a minute. You You needed to get running gear for that. And so, yeah, ideally in your preparation phase, you would have been like, you know, I know at some point it's going to rain or it's going to mm-hmm. snow or it's going to be windy or it's going to be 15 degrees and I should have that there. But there's a good chance you didn't even think about that. Or maybe you thought that your running gear would be fine until you actually stepped out into 15 degree weather. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, well, lesson learned. Maybe that day you can't go for a run, but then you have to order the stuff. And so, you know, some people would conclude, it's like, well, you know, it doesn't even work because here I am, I'm trying to do my best. And then it rained five days in a row and that's it. I lost, I lost my gains. I tried to do it again. And then I, you know, I lost my endurance and I couldn't go as far as I was doing. It's not going to work for me. And that's, that's just not true. It it is going to work for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to get past that phase.
1: Yeah, totally. And another big part of that too is everybody goes full tilt with their prep plan. You know, like I'm going (laughs) to go two hours to the gym and then I'm going to get my 30 minutes of meditation in and I'm going to eat a green salad every single day And then you step back into real life, especially like someone having kids or like a job responsibilities that take your time and you have to plan around that. All of a sudden you have to stay late at work. All of a sudden uh, Mm -hmm. the babysitter cancels on you. And now Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, how are you going to still create some sort of system that allows you to create that consistency, consciously build that habit and that repetition but also allow for real life. And I always tell my clients, like, I don't build a system for you to fit to the system. I build a system that fits to you because ultimately real life comes up for all of us, myself included. And it's having that kind of fallback options. The other big acronym that I use is KISS, and keep it short and sweet. Some you you'll hear different iterations of it like keep it simple stupid. I like keep it short and sweet because or short and simple. It has to be simple but also condensed as well. Like it can't take you 2 hours to get through your routine every day. Ideally you can get all the stuff done you want, but that's not going to be real life every day. So like what we were just talking about too is Having a kind of an ABC system set up plan a is Ideal you get to cook your food for dinner that night You got in your walk you got in your exercise session you went to that Pilates or yoga class you did it all in that day plan B Is an unexpected meeting comes up and you lose one hour So you got to cut something out and so it's create a little bit more condensed version of that plan a that still touches on the main essentials. Like, okay, I still went for my walk. I still got my journaling in. I still ate healthy, but maybe I cut down my strength training session and I just did a movement flow for 15 minutes on my lunch break because that meeting took my gym timer. I had to stay late. And then a plan C is like, okay, bare minimum, like everything hit the fan today. I have to do something to stimulate the neuronal networks in my brain to create that habit over time. And so that's where it's just the 10 minutes, you know, like I just did my movement flow and I, you know, ordered a salad takeout as opposed to cooking it myself. I still got my greens. I still ate healthy. I didn't deviate from my plan but I just condensed it down into a smaller version. So the reward center in the brain still gets triggered. You still fire the neuronal network that's associated with that new habit that you're trying to create. And there's not that guilt associated with missing your workout or whatever it is. But if you just try to do it all gung-ho, there's going to be days where you're not going to be able to follow through with it. So it's so key to have like a optimal... If optimal doesn't work and then, okay, I just, got, I got to do something today, bare minimum. And like, you can totally speak on that more too, because you deal with that. So specifically with kids, luckily mm-hmm. I have more <laughs> of a schedule, you do not. So you have to, to cater your will to the, the little man.
0: Yeah, no. And also the women I work with are in the same boat. I mean, that's, that's what I specialize in. I specialize in busy and unpredictable and chaotic. And, you know, how do you get it done in those situations? And so it goes back to, I mean, let me give you an example. The, the moms who are in my, you know, transformation group for the new year, we spent a week on preparation. So a lot of people, you come in and it's like, okay, starting today, here's your meal plan. And then, well, wait a minute. Have they gone to the store? When do they usually go food shopping? Am I supposed to expect them to just drop whatever doctor's appointments their kids had today and go to the store to get these foods to yeah. follow this? No, 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 no. That's not how it works, right? Hmm. So they come in and it's like, okay, we start January 2nd and January 2nd. It's like, here's an overview of what you can expect to happen read this, because that takes time too, right? Learning what your new regimen is, learning the details of it, learning how it works takes time. And so if you expect to jump into it the first day and you haven't actually taken into consideration the time it will take to learn and figure out what you're doing, then you've already set yourself up for failure. Because if you are tight on time, there's no, like by the time you figure out what you're doing, that's it. Your time to actually do it has already passed, Mm -hmm. you know? So with my, with the moms I work with, okay, super busy mommies day one, here's your overview of what to expect. Watch these, you know, three minute videos. And like, that's it. That's, you know, that, that's it. That's all we're doing on the first day. And then, okay, the next one, there are a couple baseline routines you're going to be doing in the morning. Most of you, when you wake up, if that doesn't work, you know, like I said, baby has diarrhea, toddler has a nightmare, whatever the case may be, all of a sudden there's water leaking from your ceiling. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's like what, whatever happens, okay, well, then maybe do it during your lunch break or after work because we're going to have not only the the time we plan on doing it, we're going to have two backup times, right? Mm-hmm. So we go into here, here's what to expect. Here's what it's going to be like. And then here, you're going to take time to just learn the routines. I'm not going to expect you to do the full routine yet. You're gonna watch the video you're gonna do it along with the video and the first one or two times you do it you probably won't be able to follow along exactly you'll probably be missing stuff and that's okay Mm -hmm. you're gonna put these 10 minutes aside go along with the video and whatever you miss during those 10 minutes that's fine you get back to your life after 10 minutes Mm -hmm. if you can watch it again to get it perfect that's awesome but if you can't that's okay too Mm -hmm. right so we're gonna learn these couple baseline routines and then when are you going food shopping? I asked that question. Right? <laughs> okay. Cause we're not going to hold you accountable to a nutrition plan until I've given you stuff to learn. You've had a chance to ask questions, to put together meal ideas, which I'm then going to give you feedback on to make sure that we're on the same wavelength, right? How many times you get a plan and you think you get it. And then it turns out you're actually making some mistakes because how much can you possibly, like, what are you going to do? Get a whole college education before you start your meal plan? No, that's what our job is, yeah. <laughs> you know? So we're, we keep it short and simple. And then we give the feedback. We put the tweaks in based on what we know about this person. And then, after, then, then they have a shopping list. And then they go food shopping. And then we start the nutrition plan. With mm. the workout, the whole first week, I'm not, you're not going to do all the sets. You're going to watch the video practice with light weights, send me a video so I can check your form and make sure you're doing it correctly. And then just try out a couple different weights to see what feels right. And that's what you're doing the first week for all the exercises. After that, then you can start doing a regimen. But so really the whole first week is literally just preparation. And then we have a whole other week where it's, you know, you're kind of doing it, you're kind of experimenting. And then after that, we get into the full regimen. And even so, I expect... That when they're first doing it, and this is true for myself too, or anytime my son reaches a new stage of development and I have to figure it all out again, Mm -hmm. I expect that, you know... It's not going to be 100%. And that doesn't mean that the Super Busy Mommy workout isn't working. No, because I give them, actually, one of the things I have them read after the first or second week is, okay, so when you can only do it 80%, these are the fantastic year results you're going to get. Because I expect that most of the time, they can't do the whole regimen 100%. And my regimen has that flexibility, that cushion built into it, where it is super effective at 80%. Mm -hmm. And when you can't even do it 80%, it is pretty darn effective at 50%. And if you can only do it 10%, you're still going to see some results. Mm. (laughs) And that's what you need. You need all those layers built into it. And then that's the type of thing where these women, these super moms, these incredible badass mommies are now set up for success because they have something that is going to work even when life gets in the way because it only has to be 80% to get those high levels of fitness, right? 50% will get you really, really fit too. And then they have their backup plans. They have the feedback. They've learned what they're going to do. They've tried it out. They've seen what gets in the way. They've seen that when they try to get this, you know, this short burst in over here, they tend to be interrupted. But if they try at this point, they're less likely to get interrupted. They've experimented now, after a few weeks, they're finally set up for success
1: mm-hmm. yeah and
0: that's an example that's how it has to work, whatever your goals are that that's and that's a lot of prep work <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it's It's probably not what a lot of people are expecting or thinking about, but that's really what it takes
1: yeah because it's a it's an entirely different lifestyle, and that's yeah. the biggest thing that we preach too is. It's not a diet. It's not a program. It's a lifestyle change. Like my biggest emphasis with my clients, especially when it comes to nutrition, you hear it all the time Jerf, just eat real food. That mm-hmm. alone is years of developmental trial and error, failing, trying it again, figuring out, like what you said, experiment, figure out what works, you know, mm-hmm. and keep it short and sweet. And I think both of us do a pretty good job trying to create that framework for people on our social media. Like for you, I'm always seeing like Eric is working out with me today. I've got him at home. I don't have time to do a full routine. So here's four minutes. Here's five minutes of an exercise. Here's the simple sweet plan C like frequency over intensity and same thing for my instagram with nutrition i'm not some five-star chef but Mm -hmm. i know through the educational process which has taken me a half a decade i know what foods are nutritious i know how to throw them in a pan and cook them quickly and easily i you know take three ingredients a protein a carb a fat you know ideally there's a vegetable somewhere in there too cook it up together with some salt and pepper and maybe a seasoning that you enjoy. And boom, you've got a meal, you know, you can make any variation like that. And I always try to give that example. Like, here's something that I made in 15 minutes, because I don't want to spend an hour in the kitchen. I don't have that time either. You know, I don't want to spend, you know, 20 or make 20 different ingredients. You know, it's like, make it as simple and and easy for you to follow and time efficient as possible so that way when life does happen you can still follow that framework as opposed to trying to like be so rigid and then when you don't succeed you're down on yourself and that just creates that negative association with whatever new habit you're trying to form
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) you hit the nail on the head uh it's so important and even with the nutrition part, I think figuring out what you like. So (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things, you know, it's like, okay, new year, new you, I'm eating clean. You know, I'm going to have, you know, no sugar, no, no carbs, no gluten, no soy. And it's just like, okay, okay. Well, besides all the fad diets, we won't even get it. I won't even get into a rant about all of that, (laughs) but let's assume you actually have a sensible, a sensible end diet in mind. It's like, you've cut out all of these ingredients. And then what's left? You're like, okay, I'm going to have an apple and some kale. Yeah. And now I'm really mm-hmm. freaking hungry.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and
0: It's like, okay, well, well, maybe you needed to try to figure out first what foods that fit within this new lifestyle you actually mm-hmm. like. Maybe you needed to start ordering some that you've never tried before mm-hmm. and experiment with some recipes to see what, you know, what you will actually eat. And maybe you needed to figure out that if you only eat lettuce and apples all day, you're going to be pretty damn hungry so that you could then go back and figure out, okay, well, what are some more filling options I can try? You know, Mm -hmm. why am I so hungry? Let me look into that. Oh, well, I had no protein or healthy fats today. You Mm -hmm. know, Uh, Mm -hmm. that's all part of the process.
1: Totally. And like you said, too, I preach this in my nutrition course is 80-20. You know, Mm -hmm. it's 20% uh, or, uh, 80% of the results come from 20% of the work. And the 20% is that preparatory process that you go through, but it's all experimental and subjective. Like I know what foods I like. I like oranges. I don't like apples that much. So I buy oranges, you know, like once you go through the process of trial and error, you can kind of figure out, okay, for fruits, I'm an oranges and a bananas kind of guy for fats. I love avocados and I'm gratefully, I have two avocado trees on my property they just fall on the ground. So luckily (laughs) I'm blessed with an abundance of avocados. So there's my healthy fats. And for protein, we've got chickens on the property. So we get our eggs from there. I live on an island so we can go fish and get our meat from there. And obviously not everybody can, you know, adopt the the self-sustainable practices, but you can go buy those foods in a supermarket store or at the farmers market too. And it's just trial and error of what works for you, depending on your lifestyle, your your moral code. You know, depending on you know if you eat animal products or not, or you know where you want to shop and spend your dollar. That's mm-hmm. you know critical, but ultimately it's that trial and error process. And also being a human, you know, going back to the eighty twenty. Yesterday, I made banana avocado ice cream. I've got this recipe, it's super easy, you know, throw a couple avocados and a few bananas in a processor or a blender with some cacao powder and boom, you've got chocolate ice cream. So now you can indulge in that little bit of sweet tooth satisfaction, you know, reward system in the brain. You create that biochemical feedback loop that's like, "Oh, I I can enjoy myself without these quote-unquote restrictions." but do so in a way that's still promoting, you know, healthy healthy lifestyle and, and health in the body. You know, it's, it's all real food. It's all got, uh, health, you know, benefits to the body. Cacao powder is great for you. Mm-hmm. Bananas are a fruit, avocados, you know, like they're all really good for you. And so, and it's so easy. That's the thing. I took three ingredients and threw them in a blender, you know, like that was it. Throw it in the freezer for a little bit. And is it the exact same thing as going and getting a tub of Ben and Jerry's? No, but over time, you know, you tinker with the recipe, you know, how much cacao powder, how many bananas, what other things you like to add? Like I've got a client that he likes to put a little cayenne pepper in there too. So it's like a spicy chocolate ice cream, you know? And again, there's a million ways that you can play with that, you know? throw some almonds cashew or mac and butter,
0: raw cashew butter.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Cashew yes. butter. I love that stuff. Oh. So just play with it, you know, and like, it all goes back to that preparation and experimentation, mm-hmm. finding out what works for you and being a human at the same time, that 80, 20.
0: Yeah. And expecting that things are going to change. And that doesn't mean you, you know, it doesn't mean that something's wrong or it's not working, you know, um, with my son, I, I've worked really hard from the time I found out I was pregnant to make sure that I was training his taste buds to enjoy healthy foods. And, you know, and I, of course, yeah, he likes, he likes ice cream, but you know what? He also eats broccoli. His favorite food in the world is peanuts. (laughs) Like, you know, like dry roasted, lightly salted peanuts. I mean, you know, he loves raisins. He loves those, um, fruit and veggie pouches with just organic fruits and veggies, no added anything in them. And so there's a lot of really healthy stuff that he, he loves. He considers it a treat. I mean, there will be times people offer him candy and no, he wants peanuts, you know, um, so that's fantastic. And then he started school. Now he's going to a public school, pre-K. Awesome. I'm so excited. He's going to get his education and it's a nut-free school. <laughs> Oh no. So does that mean that all of a sudden I'm going to have to make him have school lunch every day because what I did wasn't working? It was like, no, it took a while. It, I had to experiment a, a lot to kind of find a new equilibrium, to kind of find a new system that worked. But now I have a recipe. I, I'll admit the first few tries, it was it didn't come so good. But now I, I've made up my own recipe of these banana breakfast muffins. <laughs> I get those like mini muffin pans and it's literally just sweetened with the bananas and the entire, the entire batch, which it makes what? Like six, something like, like 30, 35 of these mini muffins. Plus I get a little like loaf on the side. That whole thing has like, the only added sugar is two to three tablespoons of honey like I'm talking raw, high quality honey. And he's a kid, he can take it. And the rest is just sweetened with bananas and it's made with whole grain oat flour. So it's even gluten free if we have any kids with gluten allergies in the class, you know? But it took a while, but I had to, I couldn't just give up on what I had done and just say, well, that's it. Now he's not eating the food and it's just not gonna work. I'm just gonna have to accept that I have to send him with Go-Gurt, you know? It's, (laughs) don't get me started on (laughs) Go-Gurt. (laughs) how many people think it's it's a it's a health food for kids oh no oh no um all the added sugar it's it's so bad how they make these things that seem healthy for kids that and they make parents think it's healthy and when you look at the ingredients it's just not good (laughs) but yeah it took a bunch of tries but i finally have the recipe and now eric can on the weekends can i have some breakfast muffins yeah you go i got it (laughs) you know
1: Yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight. Like you said, it's trial and error, you know, and and finding out what works for you individually, what you like, someone else might not like, you know, but Mm -hmm. that's the beauty too of having the internet is, yeah, there's some junk out there. But at the same time, there's a lot of people like us that are trying to promote healthy, conscious living, you know, for themselves and their family. And, you know, you can go Google healthy recipes healthy healthy snacks you can google go to pinterest you know it's freaking loaded with you know gluten free recipes you know low inflammation recipes that's really the key is regulate inflammation if you can do that you're you're 90% ahead of the game right there you mm-hmm. know so what foods cause inflammation? You know, Google that, look that up. It's pretty much everything that you would buy that's not jerky food, which is why I'm so strong on the jerf processes. The more unnatural it is from the way it's it's created from the earth, the more there's a processing component involved. Usually the more of a struggle it's gonna be for your body to absorb, the more foreign it's gonna be for your immune system to to register. So it's gonna have most likely more of an imbalancing inflammatory response in the body. So just you know, use the information that's out there to give yourself that framework, give yourself that starting point, and then experiment. And if you have to record that stuff. You have to document. Like As you go, make sure that you're making notes. Write the recipes down. I have a sticky note on my fridge right now. I home roast my own coffee beans. And it's how many cups of coffee at what temperature for the oven, When do I check it? And it's just, you know, like a little sticky note with like five bullet points on there. But that way I can refer back to it on those plan C days where everything is out of whack. I know like, okay, I can just set that for 10 minutes and I can multitask and do this over here. And I have created a system that works for me personally. First, I used Google and looked up, okay, how do you home roast your own coffee beans? And then after a couple months of doing it, I finally got the process down. Now I'm making my own kombucha and sauerkraut. Another great example is just playing Mm. with the process. After reading a couple articles, I actually had a friend take me through the process once. God bless her. And Mm. uh, now I'm playing with it a little bit. Like I just made sauerkraut yesterday. It took me like 20 minutes. Uh, Put some dill in there. So a little squeeze of lemon. Basically just shred up some cabbage, throw some salt on it and massage it with your hands until it's the consistency that you want. And then you put it in a jar. Like, that's it. Now I've got my healthy probiotics. I just saved myself a ton of money. And I have that step-by-step system of like, oh, I really liked that batch. This is how long I let it ferment. Same thing with the kombucha. And it's these simple systems that are really easy to implement if you have a plan, if you prepare. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the biggest key, you know, just like really hammering that home is proper preparation prevents that slip up, prevents that poor performance over time. You have a framework, a map that you can follow. And if you get off course, then you can go back to your notes, your subjective data that you took. I felt good when I went for my walk in the morning. Okay, I should probably keep doing that. That's going to help me achieve my long-term goal. It's going to help me get to the top of the mountain. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. As I was just thinking about condensing all of it down, I think there's a predictable... Process that people go through when when you're trying to change a major part of your lifestyle, when you're trying to build a new habit, and I think the first part, and I mean, not even I think this is not my idea. This is (laughs) this has been shown, but I think it, I believe that it's true, and it's the best way I know to explain it. You know, there's that first part where you're it takes a lot of conscious effort, and you're still figuring it out, and it's not automatic yet, and it takes a lot of you know thought to go through it. And that's often the part where people decide whether or not it's working. And usually it's not (laughs) at that point. It feels like it's not. But then there's another part where it becomes, you know, a little bit easier where you're still not really consistent, but it doesn't take as much conscious effort. You're doing it a little bit more often and you're somewhat, you're semi-consistent with it and you become more comfortable with it. During this stage, you're falling off the wagon a lot. And I think falling off the wagon is a predictable part of the process of starting a new habit. Uh, there's, It's going to happen a lot. And that doesn't mean that there's a problem with you. That doesn't mean you're a failure. That doesn't mean that it's not the right habit or not the right system for you. It doesn't mean any of that. It means you're exactly on track, actually. (laughs) When you're starting a new habit and you keep falling off the wagon, you are progressing perfectly. (laughs) Then there's this interesting part where you fall off the wagon and all of a sudden you notice that you miss it. It feels weird. You don't like it so much. And I think this is a key part. I try with all the moms I work with to make my programs long enough where they at least get to this point because it becomes so much easier to stick with it after this. But this is when you've been eating that healthy diet and you haven't been doing it perfectly necessarily, but you've been, you know, overall, you know, when you go off, you go right back to it. You've been diligently trying, you've been experimenting, life's gotten in the way. There have been those setbacks, but you've, you've kept going back to it and making that effort and then all of a sudden one day you maybe have that really crappy day or you know you go on a vacation and you're like that's it i'm gonna have all the wine i want and oh there's lasagna and brownie a la mode and then later on you're like oh that feels sh- crappy every
1: time, every time. <laughs> you know
0: it's like oh how did I ever do that all the time? I don't like that. I just want to wake up and, you know, fast for half the day to give my digestive system a break and maybe have some green tea. And then I just want some light stuff. Like, you know, I want to go get a little bit of sushi and seaweed salad and some veggies. And you're gonna be like, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> well <What? laughs> did I just think that? But that's a really important part of the habit formation process. And that's not at the beginning. That comes when you're well into it. It could be months. It could be years for certain things. I know with whole grains for me, it took me years to get to the point where I was like, I actually prefer even on my cheat days, I just want the whole grain because I feel better when I have the whole grain and I've started enjoying the taste. And that's weird. When did that happen? I used to hate my mom for trying to make me eat total cereal with my Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, shout out to the, you know, 80s and 90s babies here. <laughs> but, you know, that's an important part of the habit formation process. So then at that point, you're still falling off the wagon. You're not 100% consistent, but you miss it when you don't do it. And then you get to the final part, which is that point where it's like brushing your teeth or taking a shower. You really need there to be a catastrophe for you not to do it. And when you don't, for whatever reason, it bothers you. Like If you walk out of your house without brushing your teeth, that is going to be all you're thinking about until you get home and brush your teeth, right? If you don't shower, you're gonna be like, let me put on my coat, like I'm not lifting my arms up, you know, it's, it's gonna bother you that much. And then that's when you finally reach that point where it's a habit and again, yeah. If it's a simple thing, it could be quick, but for most you're looking at months, possibly even years to get to that point.
1: Yeah. And that's why documenting the process is so critical, guys. You have mm-hmm. to record those subjective feelings along with the objective interjections that you're creating in your life. Like when you can look back on your notes and go, wow, I actually feel better when I eat kale and I feel worse when I have those quote-unquote cheat days, you know, whatever it is. When, Like you said, when did that switch happen? We'll look back on your notes and like, oh, September 17th, that was a breakthrough day. I had an epiphany that I'm not that old person that I used to be. I don't have those same thoughts. I have literally rewired my brain to a new habit, a new lifestyle, and that's when it becomes – you know, like the, the brushing the teeth where it's like, I, I want to do this, not I have to do this. I want to do this. So that's, that's so critical is to be able to re- reflect back on that. And those calls that we have with our clients, I just had one a couple of weeks ago where my client is having a huge breakthrough in his life now. And it's been crazy, crazy story, case study. He's Five months into his workout program, nutrition program with me, one-on-one coaching, he's lost 40 pounds doing bodyweight workouts and jerfing, just eating real food. I'm not giving him a specific meal plan. I'm not giving him gym workouts or anything like that. Here's a movement flow. Here's some bodyweight workouts, and here's a structure for your nutrition. He not only now craves real food and craves movement and exercise, but he is setting up a system for him to quit his job that's not fulfilling and he wants to become a health and fitness coach because the people in his environment are benefiting from his advice that he's relaying through from his actions and from the guidance that I've given him and he's seeing people around him get positive change and they're giving him you know gratitude for for changing their lives and he's like I'm just, you know, living a healthier lifestyle. Like it's, it's just like little things that I'm passing on now. And so now he's inspired to use his story of transformation to go help other people because he's feeling good, healthy, taken care of, strong, happy. Now he wants to contribute to making other people feel that way too. And it's just in a five month period of time, like what, I mean, way faster than it took me, right? You know, so it's cool <laughs> to see that that chain of events occurred to look back and like, I have the notes from our previous meetings with him and I make him take weekly notes and send them to me. And he's like, I look back on those pictures from three, four months ago. And he's like, man, that's, that's a different person. And then on the flip side of, it, he's like, but that was just, just a couple months ago, you know? So the transformation process can be absolutely incredible, but you you have to want it. You have to prepare, you have to reflect and, you know, allow for those those you know moments where you don't follow it perfectly you follow that 8020 so i guess kind of in summary of looking back on this podcast the kind of key points here number 1 obviously drilling at home is preparation guys proper preparation prevents poor performance don't just jump in without any kind of plan and make sure that you have a plan a optimal a plan b Okay, optimal didn't work so well and plan C, bare minimum. And that's, that's going to be critical for your success because frequency is so much more important than intensity. If you can do the little habits every day that will create that new lifestyle, it will be so much more effective and sustainable than if you were to try to do it all at once in the first week, the first month. So just build the little habits, use that plan, use that formula to give yourself that success and set up your environment. Give yourself those cues in the environment to, oh, yeah, I got to do that today. I got to do that. You know, like those little cues are going to be critical in helping you form those new habits and then reflect, observe, conclude, journal your results Make sure that you're at least making little notes about how you feel and what you did so that way you can go back and say, oh yeah, I don't feel good when I do that and I feel good when I do that. That's just gonna be more fuel to the fire to help you build that new lifestyle. And 80-20, be realistic. It's not gonna go perfect every day. We're humans, we're always working to modify the process. That's the beauty of self-mastery. It's a never-ending game. So Mm -hmm. always be realistic and be consistent on the process.
0: Absolutely. And I'd say even when you make a plan, you may, even if you have the most detailed plan, it's so important to go through that process, but it's probably never actually going to be the course you take. And, you know, to think of the plan as the thought process of understanding all the pieces that are going to fit into the whole of where you wanna go. And then just know that as one doesn't go the way you want, you know exactly what you need to adjust to get back on course. That's how planning works. It's, a, an, evol- it's an evolving process, an evolving plan. Yeah. It's not going to be what you follow. And I mean, that's why I never give out meal plans anyway, because it's always, you know, it's always a process. It's always has to be tailored and life will always get in the way. But take the, pro- you know, do the preparation, have a plan adjust the plan as you go along see it as a positive thing when you're adjusting the plan as you go along and expect those different phases of habit formation to come before it becomes easy
1: yeah and ultimately too, find a guide you know use use the resources that are available to you you know good coaches need coaches You know, it's always critical to continue to reevaluate and have a, a third person perspective, have an outside view to make some of those critical and subtle changes that you might not be aware of. You know, and That's what we're here for. We're, we're here to give you guys that guidance, provide you guys with some sort of framework, some sort of map for you to follow. And like Nicole said, if you deviate from the trail, that's okay. You still know where the end destination is. You can make those adjustments along the way. It's always going to be evolving and changing, but find a guide, find a map, mm-hmm. give yourself some structure to follow, find out what people have done in the past that's been successful. And then from there, tinker with it and find your own process through the the evolution of changing your habits and changing your life.
0: Absolutely. So whatever your new year's resolution was, expect it to be a process and to think that maybe by June, July, August, you'll get to the point where it's going pretty smoothly, but expect that for these first few weeks, it's going to be a lot of setbacks and a lot of figuring out expect that for the next few months, you're going to go back and forth. You're going to fall off the wagon a bunch of times. And then by the end of the year, you might find yourself at that point, or maybe it'll be at the end of 2020 or 2021, you'll find yourself making it a consistent part of your life. So stick with it, guys. You've got this.
1: Yeah. And ultimately it's not, it's a cliche quote, but it's not about the destination. It's about the journey fall in love with the process of Mm -hmm. making these changes and, and tinkering with your own life, you know, make it a science experiment, make it a game, make it fun and enjoyable because we're in this, for the long term, right? Mm -hmm. We're in this for the rest of our lives. So enjoy the process as you go.
0: Absolutely. Get to know yourself. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Again, I'm Nicole Cruz, Super Busy Mommy Coach.
1: And I'm John Kemp, Functional Strength and Nutrition Coach
0: and you've been listening to optimizing human potential mind body and soul brought to you by the holistic therapies directory you can subscribe to us on iTunes or iTunes or wherever you hear your podcast and make sure you go to holistictherapiesdirectory.com to find holistic practitioners in your area or to sign up and tell people about the practices and the services you offer
1: Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Check us out on social media at Kemp Fitness Professional and Super Busy Mommy Coach. Make sure to go check out Holistic Therapies directory for tons of different holistic therapists practicing and preaching all this great information. And have yourself a wonderful 2019.
0: Happy New Year, guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Optimizing Human Potential show. Don't forget to rate and review. For more information, you can visit www.holistictherapiesdirectory.com. And from their website, you can check out their social pages. We'll see you in the next episode.